0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Disciple Hinson Podcast. My name is Daniel Schreiner and today's guests, plural, are Davey Walker, Matthew Cunningham, and Dave Leandre. Our 2021 fall pastoral residence. We've had a lot of fun with these three guys and they are here to share with you some of their takeaways and the things they learned from the pastoral residency. So I hope you are encouraged hearing from these brothers. We plan to pray for them in the pastoral prayer this coming Sunday, December 12th. And we hope that you've gotten to know them a little bit. And if you haven't, you'll have the opportunity to continue to get to know two of the guys, but they'll speak to that later. Enjoy the episode. Pastoral residents, class of 2021, summa cum laude, welcome to the Disciple Hinson podcast. Matthew Cunningham, what does your voice sound like? It sounds like this. Davey Walker, what does your voice sound like? Right here. And Dave Leandre. This is me. So Dave is the Italian. Davey is the smooth like butter Pacific Northwesterner, And Matt Cunningham's got the staccato voice. Yes. <laughs> and we do you guys just finished the final pastoral resident discussion with the Michael Lawrence and the discussing time is over. Now you will declare and proclaim. Um and we want to talk about what you guys learned in the pastoral residency, hear about your experience. So, let's start with you, Matthew Cunningham. What made you want to do the residency?
1: Uh, I'd been a pastor for a while and I wanted to learn from an experienced pastor. I never had the opportunity to do that before. I was kind of thrown into leadership when I was pretty young and I wanted to
2: experience uh, what it was like to be at an established church. Davey? Uh, There's been a number of guys that have done the residency that spoke really highly of it. Um, And and like Matthew, though being in ministry, I wanted to grow my understanding of the church.
3: And for me I would say there's probably a couple areas that I was pretty acutely aware of that I needed to sharpen up on and I think the residency was the perfect opportunity to learn and grow in those areas.
0: What did you think the residency was? We'll start with you, Dave. Oh,
3: that's an interesting what what did I think it was before you began? Uh I think, I guess in my mind, I thought it would be more like shadowing and following around the pastors as they do things, which it has that component. But it's a heck but of I work. go to the bathroom too much, so but, that got awkward. It, it did. You had to ask me to, to stop shadowing you so much. So then I, I decided to read a lot more books, and that was better. Yeah. Good. Uh, Davey,
0: we'll go from Dave to Davey.
2: Yeah, I'd say for me, I thought it was going to be a lot of reading, a lot of writing, a lot of discussing. And it was. And it was correct. So it met all your expectations. 100% and matthew
1: oh, i thought it was what it was reading papers uh writing papers reading books going to the office shouting pastors any surprises for you don't
0: all have to answer this question but w- did anything surprise you about the residency and then i'll ask
1: you most embarrassing moment from the residency um i was actually surprised how much the congregation embraced us and how much the congregation was involved literally literally and metaphorically uh, all of the above
3: and I would say how much reading there was. There was a lot more than I thought. How many books?
2: I think we have over 50. It's like 55 books. We don't read all those in its entirety, but probably 40 of them are read entirely. And you read, Davy at least 10% of them? At least 10%, correct. Um,
0: anything else about surprises? I think you all answered that question. Well done. We're off to a great start. Uh, brothers, anything most embarrassing moment from the residency?
1: Uh, when I fell asleep on Michael's couch and Dave Leandre took a picture of me. So you were at Michael's house, just uh, chillaxing. No, I was in his. I was in his study when he was away at an appointment, and I took the opportunity to take a little nappy poo. Did you have the the uh, the book that you were supposed to be reading, like over your face or tummy? Oh, I totally, I totally had the book open on my chest. Yep.
3: For, for the record, I I erased that and I did not use it for any further blackmail like I initially thought I would. But, you know, the residency just it convicted me of that a little bit. So
2: you write so many papers that sometimes you don't always edit as thoroughly as you should or a.k.a. you don't edit at all. Um, and so you're always worried about what typos you're going to have. And sometimes what you end up saying doesn't make any sense because of not reading through what you wrote being a pastoral resident can be a vulnerable thing amen
0: Amen. preach it and for the three of you you guys have all been in pastoral ministry i would say for each of you at least for like a decade is that true Maybe Davey, you're the youngest of the, of the lot. Okay. Okay. And, uh, so, I mean, there's this kind of feeling constantly of being exposed. You're just pumping out these papers. Um, you're asking questions, you're being called, you know, a fool on a regular basis. Now we try not, we try to avoid that. Um, but, uh, do you guys feel like now that you've kind of gone through this vulnerable gauntlet that you're polity wizards now, and you're, you're ready now to start your own residencies and training up young pastors, are you polity wizards? Now, I guess that's my question. I am the Harry Potter of polity. What is polity, Davy?
2: <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
3: I actually don't even know how I define polity. Governance in the church and how it works. and Governance in the church, how it works and operates.
0: Anything to add? Are you guys gonna now that you're done with the residency? Are you, you have lots of books on your list that you wish you would have read on church polity? That's what you're going to be doing your Christmas Eve readings.
1: Uh, no, I'm not going to be reading polity books over Christmas break. More like Harry Potter. Yes. I'm going to get be a Quidditch professional.
3: Although I will be suggesting some polity books that we read to other, uh, pastors that I know, you know, let's back up. Cause I already made, uh, the
0: reference that you guys were all in ministry before. Um, I think most people would know this, but for those who don't just, what were you doing before you became an official Henson pastoral resident? Let's start with you, Matthew.
1: I was uh, the lead pastor at The Gathering Church for about 10 years, so I was engaged a lot in preaching, uh, leadership, counseling, things of that nature. Uh,
2: I was on staff down at the Branch Church in Corvallis for the last seven years, and was the associate for the last three.
3: And I was the lead pastor at Living Water over in Vancouver for three years. Before that, I was in uh, upstate New York, pastoring uh, at a church for five years, and before that, a youth pastor. For t- So I've been in ministry for about 17 years.
0: Let's, uh, let's think together for a little bit now about takeaways. What were some of the takeaways that you guys have from the residency? Is this your final week or next week's your final week? Next Wednesday, we're done. Next Wednesday, you're 15th. done. Um, so you have seven days left. But you're already thinking about what were some of the things that you learned. Maybe we'll start with preaching since that's the first uh, mark of a healthy church, expositional preaching. Any takeaways on preaching or just things you learned? And and Dave, I'd be in particular interested because the style of preaching here is quite different from maybe what you're used to. Um, but I want to hear from each of you. Takeaways on preaching.
1: Um I understood more why preaching is the first mark of the church, because God's word has to be central in the life of the church. I mean, God's revealed himself to us through his word. So therefore, preaching and the proclamation of what God has said to us in his word should be central in the life of the church.
2: Yeah, I'd say because we believe that the Bible is authoritative and sufficient, um, we should have a word-centered Uh, philosophy of ministry. And obviously the central point of that is the preaching of God's word week in and week out. Um, and expositional preaching is the best way to actually honor what scripture stating.
3: I mean, I would say exactly what these guys would say with that, but I would give it this caveat uh, to, to see and feel the weight that this is one of the ways that God is still speaking to his people, obviously through the scriptures, but then the proclamation of that in the preaching, uh, the weight of that, the responsibility of that, the seriousness of that. So the content of that must be right and pure and good to the original text so that we are not maligning God's own words as he speaks to his people.
0: That's good. That all mainly came, I would say, from the the several books that you read on preaching, the discussions on preaching. Um, you don't all have to answer this question, but any thoughts on the practice of preaching, at Hinson? Because as you're thinking about the theory of preaching, as you're discussing it, each Sunday you're coming to Hinson and you're hearing an expositional we we trust sermon. You're you're going to service review. You're a part of seeing kind of the sermons in Genesis. You guys were all very helpful to me on Friday afternoons as I prepared to preach and giving me feedback, but just any thoughts about being a part of this congregation and hearing actual preaching and that you're receiving as a Christian?
1: Well, it's been, it's been life giving to me even, um, it's for being a preacher for so many years and then having the opportunity to sit under the preaching of God's word has been a great privilege. And walking away, uh, I would I think almost every Sunday, if not every Sunday, uh, looking to Jesus, looking for my hope and comfort in him, feeling the forgiveness of my sins, uh, desiring to live a holy life. That that comes from even seeing how the sausage is made and listening to you on Friday afternoons preach your sermon ahead of time and, and still yet sitting on Sunday morning, hearing God's word and being built up and edified by it.
2: I think taking a step back and more addressing not necessarily the physical practice of preaching, but the behind the scenes of the thought that goes into what you are going to preach, I've loved the intentionality in looking at the entire Council of God, so not just sticking to New Testament, but the methodology to bounce back and forth between old and new as well as the various genres of Scripture has been a super powerful takeaway.
0: All right, let's talk about takeaways on membership and church discipline. What were some takeaways in those areas? You guys all came from churches that had, that practiced church membership and discipline? That's a yes from, yes. Ev- from everyone. Okay. But any takeaways after doing so much reading on these topics?
3: I would say seeing uh, the importance of it uh, visibly, just being a part. I mean, I will say admittedly, probably of all the residents here, I've been more of an outsider watching, even though I'm a member, uh, but I've been coming intentionally and just watching, watching members before and after service uh, embrace each other, talk to each other, linger, um, being involved in each other's lives, watching them frequent the church and the coffee shop and being around uh, what I saw during this was membership kind of come alive and, and uh, just a good representation of what it's supposed to look like. So it's, it's more than just in word, it is actually an action. And that was really helpful for me to see, because I'm reading about it, but I wanted to see if it was real. And I, I believe I did.
1: Uh, I would, uh, one takeaway was watching how intentional the elders are about the membership of the church. The elders meetings focus around praying for the congregation, the discussions are about shepherding the congregation. Even the the business items in the church are are around how do we best uh, care for the members that God's put in, into their respective care. And it, it's been, I much appreciated.
2: it. I'll focus on discipline. Um, Prior to coming, my mind automatically went to corrective discipline and thinking of like excommunication. And obviously, there's a lot of negative connotations that can go with that. Uh, But having my mind expanded to having the categories of corrective and formative um, and recognizing how would you define those? What's formative? Formative, it- formative discipline would be all the disciplines that go into the preaching of God's word, the discipleship, the one-on-one, the small group, all those things that are forming you. Um, and we're looking at those typically in a, in a positive way, where um, then the corrective, in a sense, is where, where, we're, where we as an individual are failing to actually live out the formative disciplines, then the church steps in in a corrective sense to care for you in that way. Um, and so having that expanded to realize it's not just... Corrective, but actually most of the discipline that we see in the church is, is actually the formative side was super helpful for me.
1: And also realizing that we probably see corrective discipline in this church every day. And it's because it's happening behind closed doors. Uh, a brother is confronting a brother. Uh, a spouse is confronting a spouse. Uh, things of those nature. And that's, that's, that's still corrective discipline. We, we don't, we don't, we don't always have to see discipline as this very public matter. Um,
3: yeah. Yeah, I would just say on a personal note, I, I got to experience even corrective discipline. Uh, there, There's a point which, you know, Michael had pulled me aside to talk to me about things that he's seen. Um, uh, you know, not, not really being all in at certain moments, just because I'm dealing with a lot and to have my pastor uh, confront me on that. And knowing that it was because he loved me was a it, it was a good way for me to experience corrective discipline, uh, while being here, even, even the, the residents, I mean, these guys, uh, have access to my life and can speak to things and encourage like, Hey, I, I really think you need to you know, talk to someone about this, or they would encourage me in these ways. And those are all formative and corrective, but it's because of the love that is behind what discipline is supposed to mean when it's coming from somebody else in the membership.
1: Yeah. It's an, it's an outworking of a meaningful membership. Yeah that's great thank you so
0: much for sharing that guys uh, just a couple more questions on takeaways any takeaways on church partnerships and associations
1: well it's been helpful to see um, you know Hinson is a is a is a healthy church and that it has more resources than many churches in the region and the city do and they share those we share those with other churches there's constantly other pastors coming through uh, getting coffee getting meetings getting appointments and it's it's it's' Been great to see Henson cooperate with other churches to help them be successful and healthy as well.
3: I don't think I would be here if Henson didn't have uh, a cooperation with other churches. As a as a pastor in the area, um, being connected with Michael and and in this church, uh, our, our church uh, back when we were in lockdown, allowing Henson to come and take Lord's Supper on our property, like. Those were ways that I was seeing us be connected. Now being here and being a member at Henson and being a part of the residency, um, how much it's talked about, how much it's been intentional of how we can help other churches, who we can send, are there people, are there resources, is it fellowship? There's so many ways. And it's it's been very encouraging to see that, that that's not something that's taken a back seat to any other component to what we do here.
2: I'd say for me personally, it's been a blessing even just being down at the branch and having that partnership and association with Henson, um, of having even pastors come down and preach, but also just the having students come down and having our students come up, it's been a blessing and getting to come now and be part of Henson and get, to be members with students that I used to pastor has been a huge joy. Any other takeaways that you
0: guys want to speak to? Uh,
2: I just, it was very helpful for me to see
1: that the pastors, our pastors work really hard, um, watching Uh, our pastors when it's their it's their week to preach just standing in their study staring at their bible taking the work and the task of their job seriously uh, meeting with members Uh, it's been said that those who know you best should respect you most and that's become the case for me at least personally in watching our pastors my respect and esteem for them has grown in watching uh, how they shepherd the church
2: thanks i'll buy you lunch
0: afterwards matthew thanks
2: For me, one of the biggest uh, surprise blessings uh, was actually just getting to do life with Dave and Matthew. Um, Going into the residency, I knew I was going to spend a lot of time with these guys, but not knowing, okay, would we get along or was just kind of like, we're just doing the work together. Uh, But knowing these are like genuine friends and getting to walk through like the joys and sorrows of life together um, and even getting to counsel one another was one of those components of the residency that I didn't think about prior to that ended up being super impactful for the future.
3: Um, and I would say for me, uh, getting to watch uh, the elders uh, in meetings and, and hear them and see their interaction, um, seeing these as godly men, they are safe men, which was really uh, something that I needed to see coming out of an environment where I resigned. So um, that was hugely impactful. I think that Henson has quality, godly, safe um brother elders who respect each other and care deeply for the people that they're called to serve and that was really refreshing to
0: see that's really encouraging guys thanks uh davy to your point are you guys on a text thread the three of you a kind of a regular text we thread? are
2: on a regular text thread. who
0: does the most emoticons and memes of the three of you or who? maybe me you? but Probably. i don't know um should the residency at Henson be something that the church continues to give significant support to?
1: I think definitely. I think uh, the ability to share, again, it's the sharing of the resources, the ability to train pastors. Um, as one who's gone to seminary and, and got an MDiv, I've learned more about ecclesiology in the first week here than I did in my entire master's program.
0: We won't say the name of that seminary, but I think that's true for most seminaries. Yeah. It's the, the focus is not on ecclesiology.
2: Yeah, honestly, I was going to echo what Matthew said is the intentionality placed into thinking about the church and raising up men to think about that, knowing that they're going to go into ministry, especially not all of them stay in the Portland area, but a lot of them stay in Portland metro of just getting to bless the city with more like-minded pastors um, and building up the gospel ministry here.
3: Yeah, I would say that as the church continues to grow and as the Lord is faithful to add to its number, um, Lord willing staff will continue to grow and that will give a more of a bandwidth to the their ability or their capacity to, to continue to run the residency. And I mean, I would be hopeful that, that it would be able to expand um, into larger class sizes, into more diverse. I know we have full-time and part-time. Um, I would love to see other fellow pastors in this area be able to come and participate with that. And it can't happen unless the church does really invest a lot of time, effort, resources, and energy into it. It is really helpful and useful for the body of Christ and for this local church, because there's a deep bench of quality, qualified men who have gone through this residency, and they're still here, and that's so encouraging to see. Mm. Who's your favorite staff member and why?
2: I'll go with Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) okay all right Uh, David Matthew how about you guys
0: (laughs) no repeats Um, how often does TML say a word that you guys don't
2: know at least once a week what I've realized is TML has actually taught me how to study for my SATs (laughs) so I'm ready to go and then he tells us that the
1: words he uses aren't even on the PSAT
0: all right any particular words that you're gonna be using on the regular now uh, thanks to TML diminutive <laughs> okay I want to ask you to define that um, let's uh let's start to wrap things up here what's next for each of you guys and that will kind of lead into also uh, how we can pray for you So why don't you say what's next and maybe a way or two that we can pray for for you. Matthew, you can go first.
1: Uh, My family's going to be at Hinson for the foreseeable future, uh, looking for a job. I think God's called me to be a pastor, but I don't really have anything on the horizon right now. Uh, So you can just pray that the Lord would bring a job so I can provide for my family. Um, Yeah, and just pray for wisdom in pursuing potential church opportunities in the future. Great. And what do you hope to get for Christmas? Uh... (laughs) cologne, cologne. <laughs> good, good. i i
0: would
2: i would have appreciated that over the last five months <laughs> Davey. uh similar to matthew um, sticking around henson for the foreseeable future uh, my family's really enjoyed it here um and in the process of trying to figure out what's next for work uh so prayers for my family would be just a contentment in this season of waiting um and also having a season of rest because the residency is felt full uh, being able to take advantage of family time
3: um, for me interestingly enough some people may remember they were praying for our family as we were interviewing at a church in the Seattle Seattle area we did decide to pass on that opportunity just didn't feel it was right for our family in the season so because of that Um, We are going to stay in the area. We are in Vancouver. Um, I'm going to be taking a job at at Goodyear. Uh, Some brothers in the church have uh, some jobs there already, so I'll have uh, some like-minded brothers to work with. I'm thankful for that. My wife got a job working at Amazon delivering packages, and so it's a different season for us. We are currently out of ministry, but uh, just believe that whatever the Lord has, He'll make that clear, and so we would appreciate prayers moving forward that um, God would continue to provide for us. He always does, but also give us clear direction and what that may look like um, we aren't we aren't going to be staying at Henson as members just because of the distance uh, there is a closer um, gospel preaching church that we are are connected to already um, that we intend to move our membership there uh, but I don't by any means think it'll be the last that you'll see of us around here and uh, uh, certainly have grown to love this church and the people of it so I'm, I, I'm hoping to be back a whole bunch
0: you guys have been a lot of fun. Thank you guys for taking the time to to do this interview. Um, any final words that you want to share with the congregation? Any funny stories other than uh, Matthew falling asleep on Michael's couch with the book on his chest? Um, anything else that you want to say?
1: I just I do want to say thank you to the congregation. Been so generous to uh, the residents, even so generous to my family, and we're just grateful for the opportunity. And thank you for for prioritizing this and caring for us. Um, yeah, thank you.
2: Also a big thank you to Henson. It's been a blast to grow up here and be on like an 11 or 12 year hiatus um, and come back and feel welcomed. Uh, It's great to be with my family again, Um, the immediate family, but also just the family
3: of God. Yeah. And just to echo that, um, we are very thankful for Henson, for those who have supported us in so many ways to be able to be a part of this. Um, so just if, if there was a final thought, I would say just, just keep doing what you're doing and striving to love people that you see come in those doors on a Sunday morning or on a Sunday night, get to know them, ask them their names, continue to be friendly. That's how we have found most people here and uh, just keep doing the work that you're doing. It really matters. Ladies and gentlemen, the pastoral resident class
0: of 2021.